So living on fire and boldness for Jesus is what we're going to do so that we leave them speechless. Say, I'm going to leave them speechless. We're going to leave them speechless. Amen? Everywhere you go. Father, give your servant great boldness to speak your word. Come on, somebody. Father, give your servant great boldness to speak your word. This is what the Bible says in Acts 4.29, starting in 4.29. Stretch out your hand to heal and to perform miraculous signs and wonders through your name, Jesus. This is a prayer. This is the prayer that they spoke and they prayed. And we're going to get into the story where our main text tonight is in Acts chapter 4. Amen? So you can turn there and uh, and we'll get to that portion in a moment but you can turn to Acts chapter 4 if you have your Bibles thank you father and if you don't have your Bibles why not have your Bible on your phone right open it up okay He's the divine enabler. He is the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, the Ruach of God, the comforter. He is the one that is called to walk alongside us, the one who has given us great boldness. Say, so he's given me great boldness. He is the righteous. We are called by God as the righteousness of God. The righteous are as bold as a lion, right? We're as bold as a lion, wise as a serpent, and innocent as doves. This is what the word of the Lord says. So it said, this is God's word, and it's speaking to us tonight. Because the Holy Spirit is infused in us with great power, infused in what we're going to read, in with great power, the Most High God is coming forth and it's going to literally show his great works through us, through you, because you're on God's mission. You're on God's mission, right? You're going to literally go forth and fulfill the mission of God. So we said we're in Acts chapter 4. Well, they were, they were on their way to prayer. And you guys know this very familiar story. I love this story. Peter and John, they were on their way to prayer. And when a lame man from birth, he was asking for alms. He was begging, right? Asking for a handout. But instead, he received a healing from a 40-year affliction. 40 years? Yes, that's a long time. Over 40 years, actually, it was actually over 40 years, this man was a paralytic. But by the power of the name of Jesus, he was healed and he was restored to a sound mind. Now, Peter and John, they were arrested because of this, right? The church leaders, right? Those that were in the temple, the priests, the Sadducees, they were disturbed. As a matter of fact, the Bible says they were greatly disturbed. Think about that. Somebody comes, we go to prayer, we come here for prayer. Somebody's sitting outside and they're lame, they can't walk, and they've been this in this condition for 40 years. There's already people in here and they're waiting to hear the word of God. And we come in, they're waiting to gather for that prayer service. And we walk in, but before we walk in, we see that lame man out there. And instead of just bypassing the lame man, instead of just ignoring him, that, you know, in, instead of just not paying any attention, yes, he's asking for alms, alms, but you have something he does not, right? Silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give unto thee. He said unto him, rise up and walk, right? And so he literally, he gave him what he had, not what he was asking for, right? But how about us? We walk by people all the time. Do you give them what you have? Maybe not what they're asking for, right? This is, they walked into church, but before they walked into that temple, before they walked into that sanctuary, they took care of what was right in front of them and who got all upset but the church people. Who got all of that? They says they were greatly disturbed. They weren't even just a little bit disturbed. They were greatly disturbed. 
Why would you take your time? Why would you waste time? We've been waiting. We're supposed to be praying. It's like, really? But you missed the most important thing, your God-given divine assignment. But people get into religious, a religious spirit, and they miss what God is actually doing. Some of you are like, wow, that worship goes a long time, and then we pray for a long time. We will not miss what Holy Spirit is doing. We will not miss the opportunities that God gives us for those that have eyes to see and for those that have ears to hear. Because you know what? Sometimes it's a moment's notice. Sometimes it's right here, right now. What God is doing right here, right now. That must be done. And so if you hear, you do. If you don't hear, then you're not going to do. Lord, give us a hearing. Increase our hearing. Increase our ability to hear. Amen? So Peter and John, they're arrested. They're arrested because the church leaders, the temple leaders, the priests, the Sadducees, they were greatly disturbed because they preached in the name of Jesus. Come on, church. You can come to church, but let me tell you, don't start moving in the power of the Holy Ghost. You start moving, don't start operating in faith. Don't, don't start walking in your authority. Just listen with your head and be, be dignified because your reputation is at stake. But this is the mindset of some people, and you know that too. This is the mindset of some people. But Jesus made himself of no reputation. Jesus literally made himself of no reputation, and he took upon himself in Philippians, in, in, yeah, Philippians 2, 7, took upon himself the form of a servant. And he was made in the likeness of men. He took upon himself, he said he made himself of no reputation. And people are worried about their reputation. We're not worried about our reputation. Because God will take care of whatever he has to take care of. And we're going to be more unsanctified than this if we have to be. But I'll tell you what. All we want to do is, is, is give all of our everything within us. Give him your all. We're just going to give it all to him. We're going to pour out the oil. We're going to pour out the praise. We're going to pour out our thanksgiving. We're going to always be people that remember what God has done and what he is currently doing. And we will continue to give him praise. So we're going to pour out our oil. We're not going to let man's thoughts towards us limit what God wants to do. Yeah, we laugh because this is a church that we don't care. Hey, that went out the window a long time ago, went out the door a long time ago, the fear of man, that is. Went out the door a long time ago, right? So now we're pretty radical for Jesus. But let me tell you, we also see radical things. We also see radical healings. We also see radical deliverances. We also see radical transformation in people's lives that were just kind of shut down and ho-hum, but now they're on fire. That's you. That's right, Jordy. Jordy is one example of just a life that has been transformed and turned around. Charlene is another one. We've got so many testimonies of people in this church that their lives have been transformed. I mean, she's been coming for two years. Well, for Charlene at least, for two years. You wouldn't even recognize what, where she was before and where she is now. God's working. Uh, he's working. He is working, all right. Peter and John. Peter and John couldn't walk in the supernatural power of God if they had any fear of man. That's usually the culprit right there. That one comes to still the anointing. A lot of times, it's the fear of man. It's that intimidation, that spirit that says, okay, just be quiet. You know, it's not going to work. They're not going to get saved. They're not going to get healed. They're not going to get delivered. Just be quiet. You know, it's a, he's a lying spirit. It's a lying spirit is what it is. But people fall for it all the time. Fear of man. It's a spirit. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Remember how I told you I taught my grandson and my granddaughter? 
God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And I told them they have to say it like that or it doesn't really count. They have to say, sound mind. Well, you should see little Jax. He's only four. He goes, sound mind. <laughs> so cute. So God has not given us a spirit of fear. We don't have a spirit of fear. But we do have the spirit of Christ. We do have the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. So because of the spirit of fear, a lot of times people don't operate in the fullness of the anointing. Oh, they might operate in partial anointing, but not the fullest. Let me tell you, I think we all, I think I can speak for everybody on this. We all want the fullest of the, the fullest anointing, not just a little portion. We want the complete anointing, everything God has for us, and not just a little bit. Amen? So get rid of the fear of man. Don't worry about your reputation because Jesus made himself of no reputation okay amen we're getting rid of that fear of man but we are to fear god deuteronomy 10 20. we are to fear the lord we are to fear the lord our god and serve him only so they were arrested because they preached in the name of jesus that wonderful name but even though they were arrested and they were taken into custody they preached the same message, church. They preached the same message. They didn't change the message. They preached the same message to the rulers, to the elders, to the scribes. They preached the same exact message. When they were questioned, by what power or by what name have you done this? They didn't change their answer. They didn't blame it. Oh, it was Peter. No, actually, it was John. No, they didn't try to blame shift it on one another either, right? Look at, look at Acts 4, 7. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked them, by what power or by what name have you done this? And Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, always the key, let it be known, this is what he says, let it be known to you, all of you, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, he had no problem telling them, hey, by the way, it's your fault. It's everybody's fault. But he had no problem just pointing the finger. He says, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands before you whole. That's verse 10. This man, this lame man, stands before you whole because of the power, the resurrected Christ. Be filled and leave them speechless, church. Be filled and leave them speechless. Look at verse 13. And it says, and when they saw the boldness, they saw the strength, they saw the courage, they saw the bravery on Peter and John. And they perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men. They marveled and they realized they had been with Jesus. Let them marvel with amazement and awe and wonder at the power of God in you through that precious name of Jesus. They marveled. They were marveling. They were in awe. What are these people doing? Who are you? Have you ever met somebody? Then you're like, 
wow, how do they do that? Who are they? Like, how do they get to that place? What are, wow. Well, it's the power of the Holy Spirit, and it is the anointing of God on their life. But I'm telling you, there is no lack, and there is no distance in the Spirit. And the same God that filled them is the same God that wants to fill you. And as I showed you and told you last night, uh, and I said about being filled, and in Greek it's to be continuously be being filled. Right? And so that's why we know that we will continually allow the Spirit of the living God to fill us. Let them marvel at Jesus in you. Say, let them marvel at Jesus in me. Let the Spirit of God come forth. Let them marvel with awe and wonder at Jesus. Not in you, in but in Jesus in you. And seeing, let's look at verse 14. And seeing the man who had been healed, so they're seeing, they all saw it. They all saw it, just like we all saw those two deliverances last night. They all saw it. <laughs> and seeing, okay, the man who had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. They probably wanted to discredit it. I'm sure they wanted to discredit it. I I'm sure they wanted to say it didn't happen. Well, it's too late, it happened, and everybody saw it. I I'm sure they wanted to discredit it in every way that they possibly could, but the problem is it was too late. It's too late because the power of God already moved. The anointing already took over. See, what the devil is counting on is that the fear takes over before the anointing does. You're going to switch it. You're not going to let that fear take over. You're going to stay in the Holy Ghost. You're going to stay in the power of the anointing. You're going to fight through whatever you have to fight through. You're going to say, devil, get off me because I'm going in fully. I'm going in fully and you will have none. You will have none of the anointing and the giftings that God has given me. None. Do you understand? Read my lips. Amen. You got to, you know, like I said, you're going to get sassy, get sassy with the devil and tell him where to go. Out of here in the name of Jesus. Go. Right? But I'm telling you, we have the power and the anointing of God to literally leave them speechless. I think I'm going to title this message, Leave Them Speechless. It's a good one, isn't it, Jess Marie? We're going to title that. If you're going to look for this message, and why would you not? You're going to look for Leave Them Speechless. Amen. Because that's what we're all going to do. Because we're going to walk in the anointing of God. Hey, I'm not talking about cockiness and I'm not talking about arrogance. And you know me. Those that know me know this. I'm not talking about cockiness. I'm not talking about arrogance. If you're cocky and arrogant, you know what you're going to have to deal with God. Because that's not the spirit of God. But I am talking about the boldness and the fire and the anointing that God gives to those that are humble and to those who fear his name. To those that know that the power of God will move when you yield to him, when you look to him, and when you walk in faith. And you don't give the, uh, the devil nothing, no access, access denied, yeah. right? So let's read again, verse 14. I read a verse and then I get to preaching and get on fire. But we live on fire, so we're all good. And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing. Like I said, they wanted to. They wanted to say a lot of things, I'm quite sure. But they could say nothing, nothing at all. They were left speechless. So we are going to live on fire. And we are going to live bold. And we're going to leave them speechless. And seeing that they could not shut them up, they tried to make the name of Jesus forbidden. You guys remember that part? They tried to make the name of Jesus forbidden. Forbidden. They literally, the name of Jesus, the name that rolls away the stones, forbidden, really? The name that, that, that casts out demons and sends them to the pigs, forbidden? The name that literally raises the dead, for, forbidden? They're try, they wanted to make the name of Jesus 
forbidden. The name that heals, the name that restores, the name that delivers, the, way, the name that has forgiven us, forbidden? I don't think so, devil. But they tried. Isn't this what they did? They tried to make the name. They, they couldn't stop. They couldn't stop the healing. Everybody saw it. They were in awe. Why am I making such a point of this? Because you're called to walk in the anointing of God. You're called to walk in signs and wonders. But don't think for one minute that you walk in signs and wonders. Don't think for one minute that, you, that God in you, through you, heals the sick, raises the dead, casts out demons. Don't think for one minute that as you operate in this anointing more and more and more, don't think for one minute that the opposition that comes against you isn't going to try to threaten you to shut your mouth. That's exactly what they were doing. Trying to say the name of Jesus was forbidden to speak. Remember, they were thrown in. In jail, they were in. They were in custody. They were taken in custody, right? Like a form of jail. So for so that because of the name of Jesus, because of speaking in the name of Jesus, hey, you healed that man. That's fine. But if you would have just said I healed him, probably wouldn't have been thrown into that into that custody. But because he said it's in the name of Jesus, whom you crucified by God raised, they were thrown into that custody. Were thrown into that prison because they said this was done in the power of the name. The name of Jesus. We live in a time where we know that they hate the name of Jesus. Not everybody, but the Antichrist spirit, right? And that Antichrist spirit has no power over you because you have dunamis power. You have the same resurrection power that Jesus has and still has and you still have because as he is, so are you in this world, right? But they threatened. They threatened them. If you speak in the name of Jesus, I forbid the speaking of the name of Jesus. They forbid it. The reason I'm making this such a point is because we need to be prepared. We need to be prepared that we're not going to shrink back. And it's not, hey, we had a Holy Ghost party. And we did tonight again. We had a Holy Ghost party. And it's wonderful when we gather. We always have Holy Ghost parties. You know, we throw the time out the window and we just say, Jesus, have your way. Wonderful. It's great. That's what church should be. Family coming together. Celebrate Jesus. But when you go out there, the same anointing still follows you. The same anointing is still within you. Right? And so just because they may, a, a spirit may rise up against you of intimidation, of fear, a hateful spirit, it's really hating God. It really just hates God. It hates Christ. And it hates Christ in you. You're not going to back down, are you? They say, the name of Jesus, it's forbidden. You're not going to back down, are you? They didn't back down, did they? They didn't back down, and you're not going to back. That's right. Not on your watch. That's right, not on our watch. So, excuse me, devil, but we cannot speak. We cannot but speak the things which we've seen and heard. That's what they said. Look at verse 12. There is no other name. There is no other name, right, in the, under heaven that men might be saved. Salvation is, not, is found in no other name. Verse 12, are we all reading the same verse? Nor is there any salvation in any other in no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. We must be saved. Hallelujah. We get to be saved. Let me tell you, Muhammad can't save you. Buddha can't save you. New age cannot save you. Humanism cannot save you. The world system cannot save you. Mormonism cannot save you. Jehovah Witness cannot save you. Right? None of your own man-made uh, ways, they cannot save you. Tradition cannot save you. It can't save you. Only the name of Jesus. The name that we will never stop 
shouting out loud. The name that has transformed us. The name that has literally taken our lives and turned us around. The reason that we're here is because of the name of Jesus. The reason that we stand is because of that name. It is the only name that saves. It is the only name that heals. Every other healing is not really a healing. Every other healing, people go, oh, I went to yoga. Well, first of all, you should have never went to yoga in the first place. You need to repent. If you went to yoga, you need to repent. You need to realize you just opened up a demonic door. People think, oh, I'm doing yoga. I got healed. No, you got more demons that are muted right now. But when they come, they're going to come back with a vengeance. There's no healing outside of Christ. There's no healing outside of Christ. There's no deliverance outside of Christ. There's no, there's no regeneration outside of Christ. It's all in Christ. It's in the name. It's in the name. It's not a name. It's the name. The name of Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm going to have you stand up to your feet right now. Father, we thank you and we praise you for the word of God. We thank you and we praise you for the name, the name, the mighty name, the matchless name, the anointed name. We thank you for Jesus Christ, the anointed one. We thank you, Lord God, that it is the name of Jesus that we will decree, that we will literally shout out loud, that we will prophesy, that we will speak forth, that we will not be silenced. We will not be muted. We will not allow the enemy to have his way. We will continue to move in the anointing. We will continue to speak forth the things that you've called us to speak forth. Lord, let them be speechless. That's fine. Let them be speechless, but we will not shut our mouths. Let the anointing that you have put on the inside of us, oh, let that fire that you've put on the inside, let it stir it up. Stir it up. Stir it up. Lord God, again and again, Father, put us in remembrance when we feel the fire is starting to wane. When the fire starts to wane, and it does for everybody, put us in remembrance. Uh, put us in remembrance and stir it up, Lord God. Stir it up, Lord God. We partner with Holy Spirit. Stir it up, Lord God, because we want to walk on fire every day of our lives, Father God. We want to leave them speechless, not because they can look at us, but so that they'll look at Jesus in us. Father, we thank you and we praise you for what you have done tonight. Now I seal this word. I seal this word with the blood of Jesus. I decree that they are going up. They're being literally rising up in the name of Jesus and taking that which rightfully belongs to them. They're not shrinking back. They're going to go forward in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. And all of God's children said, Acts 4 and 31. Let me read this to you. It was right after they prayed that prayer. And when they had prayed, what did we just do tonight? We prayed. We worshiped. We are listening to the word. When they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. The place was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with great boldness. What happened last night during worship? While we were praying, what happened to the floor? It was shaken, literally shaken, and everybody was filled with the Holy Ghost. How many of you got felt the, how many of you guys felt the shaking? Or how many of you heard about the shaking? So you've all felt it. So me and Pastor James and sweet Joseph, we were on the platform, so we didn't feel a thing. We didn't know anything at all. But apparently, because we're up on a platform, apparently the whole ground, because everyone's jumping and we're, it was shaken. We lived Acts chapter 4 out last night. And don't forget the end of that verse. Everybody was filled with the Holy Spirit. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. 
and every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth, such as are in the sea and all that are in them. I heard saying, blessing and honor, glory and power be unto him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. 